When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's so scary how clever he is slash was, because mm. like it was so thought through, and that is scary. Like mm. I remember someone once saying that whenever they saw it was someone working in the police or something who said that whenever you see murderers portrayed, they're always portrayed as intelligent people, and usually they're not. Like usually it's just people. Something really terrifying about people with who wants to kill, who are also intelligent. Yeah. It's like, oh no. This is the episode where the numbers are the same, but upside down. 96. Hey everyone, and welcome to this episode of Flitzwatcher Podcast. Today we're joined by Imriel. Hi. And Sophie. Hello. And always, Helen. Hello. And we're going to be talking about 22 July. As always, guys, we have all the show notes online at flixwatcher.tv for all the episodes. So please come and visit us there. Of course, join us on Twitter at flixwatcherpod. And please come to iTunes, rate us and subscribe. Come find us on Twitter at flixwatcherpod. Visit the website flixwatcher.tv for full listings. And don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us an awesome review. Hello and welcome to this episode of Flixwatcherpod. In our studio today, we've got Sophie and Imriel. If you would like to say hello to our lovely listeners and tell them about the podcast and things you do, please. Uh, my name is Sophie Hagen. I'm a comedian and a writer and a podcaster. I'm behind the podcast Made of Human, which is a conversational podcast about life, which I've had Imriel on as a guest, that's how we yeah. met. And I've just started a new podcast called uh, Secret Dinosaur Cult, <laughs> which is a live comedy podcast about uh, daddy issues and trauma and dinosaurs. And uh, Classic combo. I love it. It's so much fun. I love it so much. I'm smiling just talking about it. Uh, and I'm doing stand-up and I'm going on tour next year in 2019 uh, with my a uh, new book that's coming out in April and my stand-up <laughs> show. So lots of stuff. I'm so excited for you. You're so silently you. screaming. I was like, yay! <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm Imriel Morgan. Um, I host the Wannabe Podcast, which is a podcast about careers and people doing unconventional things so that young women like me when I was younger who are confused can know what to do when they get to university or when they leave university or you know just decide that nine to five isn't for them anymore um so I do that and I also run the Shout Out Network which is an inclusive podcast network where we promote create produce and develop uh content from people from underrepresented groups and backgrounds so doing a lot yeah <laughs> too I mean- much I've been listening to your, both your podcasts, most well, Wannabe uh, for a while and Made a Human for a long time. Um, you had a, you have like a, a Netflix flick, um, crossover because you had you had Appena Nanchella. Oh, yeah, yeah, No, yeah. Bojack Horseman specifically crossover because you had the illustration from Bojack. I did, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you had uh, Appena Nanchella who was Hollyhock. Do you watch Bo- Bojack? Yeah, 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 yeah. I freaking love Bojack, yeah. man. Bojack so is the good. best. I keep insane. The last season it's is so good. Yeah. Hollyhock, Mannheim, Mannheim, Gorilla. I can't remember the full name. 
but I love I love her so much, and she's on she's on a, a stand up show on which is on Netflix. The, oh, the oh yeah, yeah. Oh, she's amazing. That's really cool. It's just so much fun. Yeah, I need to watch this. Yeah, behind on Netflix. There's so much so much good comedy <laughs> stuff on Netflix. And you got, uh, you're on the BBC, Live at the BBC, which I saw a few years ago. Yeah, I've been hidden away. You can, it's not even called like Sophie Higgins, Netflix special. It's like <laughs> BBC, Live at the BBC, episode five. So, <laughs> Sophie Hagen, maybe spelled with PH instead of F. It's like very, but it's there. My first official special, I think you'd call it. No, it was super cool. I remember when I first watched it because at the start, you, you talk about stealing a horse. Yes. Wonderful, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like a toy horse, yeah. and that really resonates with me because when I was a kid, I went to Chester Zoo with on a school trip, and my mum gave me enough money to buy something in the gift shop, and I remember deliberating between the two, and I bought one one thing, and then I got to the bus and I had both of them. Amazing. <laughs> okay, was, so you're just trying to claim that you didn't steal? No, I, no, I did steal, but I <laughs> by didn't. Accident. But I but by accident, and I shot myself. I really like. <laughs> At like eight years old, every time the police went past, I thought it was for me, for this little tiger, this Aww. little tiger. Well, can I, my, my friend's uh, wife works with uh, children with Down syndrome. So they took them to a zoo and there was this one kid who was always like a menace, like always just causing chaos. And, uh, and he was, you know, the worst throughout this whole day. He was just making so much noise and being so annoying. And then suddenly he got quiet. And they were like, let's just assume that he's being a good boy. Like, let's just assume he's tired. But so on the bus on the way home, he was just sitting, being looking a bit suspicious. He'd stolen a baby penguin. Oh, my God! Oh, <laughs> an actual baby penguin. How'd you do that? <laughs> he just picked it up, took it under his coat. Oh, my God! I was not expecting that <laughs> at all. <laughs> I'd just been like, oh, let's see if I can get away with this. Holy crap. <laughs> what do you do with a baby penguin that's stolen? <laughs> Uh, wow. deliver it yeah. back is what you do I don't know how to follow that <laughs> well let's lead into the film Sophie we're, we're, we're going to be talking about 22 July or 22nd of July yeah um, which is your choice Sophie yeah can you give us a two minute synopsis and let us know why you why you chose the film uh, so it's based on the true thing that happened, a real thing that happened on the 22nd of July in 2011, where a terrorist um, called Anna Spreivik attacked young teenagers on uh, an island called Utøya in Norway and killed, I've seen different numbers, uh, 69 or 77, 77, 77 yeah. kids. Horrible, horrible. The movie starts with that. So that's not really even a spoiler, but that's the first scene we see him kill his kids. And then we follow the trial and we follow the kids who survived and their PTSD. And we follow the, the like the, we see the Norwegian, uh, you know, law. Response. Yeah. yeah. Norway's response. So you can say it starts... Uh, terrifyingly and then it just gets worse. <laughs> uh, I chose it because, so I'm from Denmark and in my group of friends, uh, a lot of people are quite socially and politically engaged. Uh, so people, like I knew a lot of these kids secondhand. Uh, I didn't know anyone personally, but my friends would know people who, you know, I knew people who'd gone to this camp, this political camp on Utøya. So I don't know why I thought, yeah, that'll be fun to watch. But um, I think I just remember it. Like, you know, we all remember disasters and, you know, terrorist attacks and where we were when it happened. But I just remember this being so close, like so close to home. Mm. Uh, so that's why I chose it. Uh, not really thinking through how horrifically dark it would be to watch. Well, it's an important film. And I think it's, it's an important thing, especially in Norway. I was actually living in Norway uh, at the time. Um, and I had 
on that day I had loads of people like texting me like where are you okay 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 I'm like I'm, I'm fine what's what's going on so it was like for Norway if this happened in the states I'm not sure we would have heard about it but it wouldn't mm. have been such an impactful thing it wouldn't have been like mm. well that's part of the course they have guns on you know in in prams there yeah, but yeah, here, yeah. I remember watching stuff like um, Columbine. Yeah, Bowling for Columbine. Bowling for Columbine. But it, all those films, like nine eleven films, and all, it just it doesn't feel like. Yeah, it's, it's far removed, doesn't it? Exactly. Yeah. So this one was. I kind of wanted to see how I would react mm. to something that actually, I mean, not personally affected me. That's saying too much, but at least something that felt close. Mm. What did you guys think of it? Um, yeah, it was it was a hard watch on the train. <laughs> wouldn't recommend <laughs> doing that in public I honestly maybe because I thought it was like a rom-com about like people falling in love in the summer um I actually went in with like no clue as to what this film was going to be about and uh yeah no it was really hard uh, I was I kind of just remember flinching a lot mm. um and then I did like in the back of my mind I was like why is this not in Norwegian like I didn't understand that um but then I was like, well, maybe it wouldn't have the same effect if it was in Norwegian because would I have watched it? Yes, I would have because I like subtitles. But yeah, I, I just remember thinking, wait, was this a thing? This feels like a thing that happened because I, I think at the time I was living out of the country. I was actually in the middle of nowhere in Costa Rica in 2011. So actually news did not reach me. Sure. Um, so this was completely a missed moment in my life. So which is a kind of a weird phenomenon to watch something so horrific happen so close to home when I was not home. Um and yeah, I just remember feeling like consistently hurt throughout the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I had to pause it and message Imriel and I was like, I am so sorry. Yeah, she, said, she said before we started recording. I am so sorry. <laughs> yes, that DM in the middle of the night. I was like, should I be watching this now? <laughs> uh, what were your thoughts, Helena? Did you, do you remember the... The, the day itself or um, I remember it I seem to th- when you said it was 2011 I seemed to I thought it was much more recent um, and it still kind of was in sort of you know the, the, the subconscious back so when I was watching it I thought you know this was only a few years ago um, but obviously it's, it's what seven years ago now so it's, yeah I mean it's not that far no but it's still it's not like you know last year or, or something kind of like that been wiped since then you're sorry your credit score can be wiped in that, in that period time. of time. <laughs> just, um, that's, that's just a thing. Good knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Mine recently got wiped, that's why. <laughs> it's, it's interesting as a film because it's the second, there's two films that came out about the same time which both took um, different perspectives on it. Um, and obviously Paul Greengrass, his thing is dramatizations of real life events. So with United 93 and um, Captain Phillips. So mm. this kind of is his thing. And I think I felt that this is like a three-part film. Like the first part is the reenactment, which is was the most difficult thing I've had to watch. And it was really, really, really just horrific and like really hard yeah, to get through. Really um, uh, and I, I don't think I quite knew the extent of the damage that was done in, in the town or in the city as well. So learning a lot more about how much was he planned and quite like the amount of damage he wanted to inflict um, was pretty scary. And then you've kind of got sort of the the part that is a little bit about him and kind of not offering an explanation, but giving him like screen time and obviously the conversations he has with his lawyer. Well, and, and those, you mean, yeah. yeah. And then the, the kind of like the last part is the survivor story. So it's quite a long film and 
I think there's he tries to do too many things in it, so it feels a little bit balanced. Um, so yeah, I'm not quite sure how I, I felt about it, but it was it's quite intense. Mm. I actually quite liked that they did glorify him too much. I think a lot of um, films of this nature where they focus on like murderers or serial killers or anyone that's done anything a bit murdery um, tend to glorify or I don't know make that person notorious. And I quite liked that they kept him quite far removed from the story in many ways and I kind of was really annoyed every time he got on screen and got like to say even a little bit yeah um and I think uh to compare it to uh, like the Unabomber which is more the tv series around Ted Kaczynski yeah um no 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 not Manhunter Manhunter oh is that what it's called yeah Manhunter Unabomber yeah yeah that one <laughs> the one I love so much and watch twice. <laughs> Just don't remember the name. You're a good, you're a high repeat watcher, stuff, aren't you? But I you do like. like, yeah. When I like something, I tend to watch it again. Um, but like with Ted Kaczynski, I was like, he's kind of, he's kind of cool, actually. I kind of liked his whole ethos behind. I mean, not the killing bit, but I kind of liked the mind behind. It's to mind, yeah. Yeah, which you don't really want to go into those situations with which I didn't get with this. I was like, this guy is absolutely bananas. Like mm. he needs to dissipate now. Um, and yeah, I think that helped with the really horrible first act, I guess, if we're going to call it that, of just seeing it all, that there's just no way you could even think. Yeah, I kind of understand his politics. Like no. you just wouldn't. Like there's no part that you can connect with on that. It's so that scary how clever he is slash was. Mm. Because like, it was so thought through and it was so... And that is scary. Like, mm. I remember someone once saying that whenever they saw... It was someone working in the police or something who said that whenever you see murderers portrayed, they're always portrayed as intelligent people. And usually they're not. Like, usually it's just people who are on drugs doing weird things and that's why they always get caught. Uh, but, like, this guy was... Like, like there's something really terrifying about people with who wants to kill who are also intelligent. Yeah. It's like, oh, no... Because you see him at the start, he's making the bomb, mm. which is like not an easy thing to do. But also he sent that manifesto, which is like hundreds of pages long. Mm. Who's got the time to write that before they go <laughs> I and... I swear to God, there's so many manifesto murderers. What's yeah. that about? Well, Kaczynski yeah. had a manifesto, didn't he? he? Did. That's, how, that's how he got caught. Apparently it was quite good. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other film that came out was Utoya, uh, 22 July. Um, and that was, based, that was just based solely on the island. And it's from the point of view of... Um, I think I'm not sure if it's from the point of view of the kids or the point of view of him like a first person, but you never actually saw, you never actually see um, Anders Breivik in, in the in the other film. So it was just like it's supposed to be like a real time retelling of what happened on the island, um, like in 77 minutes or something. Which is I've not watched that yet, but I don't really I don't yeah. feel the need to yeah. time to do that. Yeah, after that description. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> My heart's racing a bit now, um, but it was horrible. It was just horrible that first scene, and I when I first heard the story. When I first heard it unraveling and people first there's a bomb explosion in Oslo and then there's kids being shot in Ireland, I just thought, how come how come they can't get away? But when you actually see it, it's like, well, they literally had nowhere to go. Literally had nowhere to go. This guy is But not the that worst. the fact that he came dressed as a police officer, yeah. so, so they, they came to, to him. Yeah. Oh my god. When it comes into that into that classroom. Yeah. That and, classroom scene was horrific. Yeah. Just horrific. Because that's the person you trust. Like, that was just really messed up. Yeah. How, how far away did you live from it? I lived in, I was, I was in Bergen. Oh, that's fairly... On, yeah, so fairly on the fair. West Coast, so I was, was, was miles away. Sure. But so Norway has, you, you must, like, Norway just feels so safe. Yeah. Like, the times I've been in Norway, it just, it feels, well, I've been mostly in Bergen, and it just has a sense of, ah, oh, this is all a bit nice. Bergen. And then there's something like that. Yeah, the fact, I never saw one fight there, 
never saw a police car with the flashing lights on at all when I was there. I was there for three years. Oh, wow. Um, just it sounds really safe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. honestly, it's just like, da, 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 I'm going to walk out. The only thing you had to take care of was like wear like warm clothes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, lots of rain, yeah. lots of rain, lots of rain, and wear like warm clothes. I need to have like spikes on my shoes so I can get up the Didn't hills slip. to work. Um, but yeah, that's what it's just insane. Yeah. Do you remember the Dunblane massacre? This is horrible. No. Um, let's not go into this. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely don't. Um, one thing I do want to add is that I felt the trial was a bit gratuitous. I felt like that went far too long, um, and was highly unnecessary. Just the whole trial scene. But maybe I, I just can't take a courtroom. It's a bit much. Do you mean the bit where he testifies, the yeah, main guy? The, not Vilya. I'm not even sure if I'm saying that correctly. But that's, like, there's a lot of dump, jumping around. <laughs> but like, I just think the where he's dealing with his lawyer, just all of the kind of the justice system section, I just felt like that was maybe a tad too long. Trying and to include un- too much. And yeah. It kind of muddled the impact, I think, of mm. the, his final statement. I felt like there was an element where they crossed over into trying to make us understand him. And I, like I said I, earlier, I don't, I have a really low tolerance for that. Um, and so it just felt like, oh, we're going to try and work through why this has happened and maybe even try to humanize him. But just, just wasn't working. <laughs> Do you think they tried to humanize him? I don't know. But I think it was, get, it was, weirdly getting to that point because it was so long so it's like what, what are you getting at like why are we focusing so much on this man yeah. who's done this really heinous thing um, and why do I care what he's saying to his lawyer and why do I care that his lawyer is struggling like I don't I don't care about him and I don't want to see any more about <laughs> him and his trial and how he really wants to get off like that's not my concern um, so yeah it just felt much much too long in the middle section and what about Villiar's story I thought it was really weird at first I was like who is this kid for the longest time, I was like, I don't understand why this kid is important. It was only quite far in. He's like, oh, it's like the future mayor's son or something. Cool. Well, I think with, with movies like that, that are based on uh, real life stuff, because it's based on real life stuff, it has to be what happened. Mm. So in my head, I always go, oh, can someone just like shoot him? Or yeah. can it just be revealed that... Well, and that, Rebecca, you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah of yeah. course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why, oh, why not not Villia. Uh, because yeah because like with Vilya I, I kept being like oh come on I was like yeah but we've seen a lot of suffering now can you not just get it together be a bit happy now mm. and I kept having those same with Breivik I was like well maybe someone's but you keep having to go oh but that's not what happened which I think is part of the effect that you kind of have this internal struggle of can something really nice just happen oh like the relief yeah, like you when Bayevik starts talking about being like a and a warrior, a knight or whatever, and he's like, well, from now on, there's going to be this many more attacks. You kind of want to go, yeah, but then it probably didn't happen. And you're like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, and that's the discomfort. That's why it's not a movie. Like, that's not why it's not fiction. Because in a fictional movie, oh, we'd feel so much better afterwards. Mm-hmm. The yeah. release. I guess the best release was that only that right wing guy came to support him but even not much I thought the, the lawyer at the very end when, when he yeah. says are you going to come he says something like are you going to come back to visit me and he goes like no or something like that and that he didn't shake his hand or something that for me was a like that was the only like moment yeah. of joy get in <laughs> like yeah he didn't shake his hand <laughs> that'll teach him um, has anyone watched a TV show called Norseman no it's uh, it's on Netflix and it's basically it's about Vikings um it, in Norway. Oh, I think I tried to watch that. Never mind. Yeah. Didn't get very far. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a comedy. It's really funny. But the, the lawyer plays one of the main characters in it. And it's 
completely the, the, it's like a complete like spoof person it's like you wouldn't <laughs> it took me a while to realize it's the same person it's only oh, yeah. the second time watching 22nd july yes i watched it twice <laughs> oh okay <laughs> wow um wow that's a lot right, of that's a lot yeah. of minutes <laughs> yeah i've watched it before um you suggested it but i thought oh, i had right. to watch it again okay oh, <laughs> Yeah, so sorry. <laughs> um, but he's in it, so he's, and he's a really good character. So I, I recommend Norseman. It's one of my favourite things oh, I've cool. seen. It's like twelve episodes, a comedy about Vikings. Uh, <laughs> so it's really cool. Well, the main guy, the the Bivik guy, um, the guy who plays him, is like a really feel good actor in Norway. Is he? So he always plays like the nice guy. Um, he I, looks so evil and menacing. I was exactly. So he was when he was offered the part. He was like me. So he set to Paul Greengrass. He's like, are you sure you you got the right guy though? Because I'm like, uh, I <laughs> like saw him really being nice compared person. to like the Norwegian Tom Hanks. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Really? Yeah. This is a nice role for him. Just to yeah, it's a really good actor. But that makes sense as well. You would cast someone who people like, like already really like. I was going to ask because he. That's a horrible role to fill if it's the, if that's all you're known for afterwards. Yeah, yeah like Ramsey Bolton. Yeah. Can't look at him in anything else. <laughs> Just can't do it. He looks murdery. Uh, I don't know who that is. I was going to say... Ramsey Bolton. From yeah. Game of Thrones. He's oh, like yeah, sadistic as hell. Mm. Oh my God. Worst human ever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I said, did anyone else have a problem with it all being in English? Is that that kind of felt a little bit? I would have preferred if it's I, I, because it's a real story and all the actors were Norwegian. I didn't see any reason really why it shouldn't be Norwegian. But um, I heard an interview with Paul Greengrass talking about just wanting to get it out there, mm. and that's the main reason it's on it's on Netflix is because he wants as many people to watch it as possible. And no matter what you say, once people see those little subtitles, I'm, they just switch it off, which is a shame. Yeah, it's a weird mm. one because like I've read that Paul Greengrass was like. Um, he said that when he realized it probably should be in Norwegian, he then said, and then I thought, oh, well, then I can't do the film. Yeah. So they had to speak English. And part of me was like, oh, maybe you shouldn't do the film. <laughs> That's, it's like it didn't even occur to him that then maybe he shouldn't do the But I mean, it, he did it well. I think like he, he did what he wanted to do with it. And I get it. It's, but it's still, it, you know, because I'm from Denmark, so I've grown up with subtitles. I watch everything with subtitles, mm. even when I even Danish stuff now. Just watch it with subtitles. So me, it wouldn't have bothered me if it was in Norwegian. But I, I see the point. It kind of moves away. I think that moves it away from being a real life kind of dramatization and more of a film, taking away like native accents. So I don't know whether that was part of it. But that for me made it feel like a film it not not being in Norwegian I think yeah, and maybe. gave me that kind of I was kind of expecting kind of the film tropes which obviously weren't weren't there like you mentioned before because obviously it's a really horrific story and there aren't really any happy endings from it um but because it, it's not a documentary it's that kind of weird space it occupies mm -hmm. and I don't I didn't do that much digging as to how accurate it is in terms of other people on film actual real life characters or were they kind of based on people and I th yeah everyone's i think everyone's re real really are is yeah. studying to be a, a lawyer uh Brevik is real i didn't actually check if he uh, Villar was from i think he Svalbard. i think it was based on his testimony right i think i read that somewhere like he did that testimony in real life and then they based the whole thing on his story i think okay oh. but that was another person's point was that Brevik was so like hateful of women and the story is the the movie is very much based around men mm. and you didn't really get to see because apparently there were a ton of strong 
Norwegian women, mm. uh, well, girls, I guess, that age, who stood up and testified as well and had really powerful testimonies. And mm. that would maybe have been quite nice to see instead maybe, of that maybe guy. A yeah, we only had like one very brief one with the girl who was like a former refugee or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But there was apparently like an 11-year-old girl who went up and testified and was really hardcore as well. That would have been nice to see that yeah, aspect that of it. Nice. Yeah. That would have made the trial somewhat more bearable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, should we go to the scores? Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure, why not? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. So welcome to the Flix Watcher scores. They are all out wow. of five. You can have decimal places. Yep. And yes. You can't go lower than a zero. And uh, <laughs> we will start with you, Sophie, with the recommendability. So that is how you see this recommends to people, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's on a scale from one to... One to five. One to five. Mm. So the reason I kind of struggle with this is because I do think the movie sets out to do, I think it does what it sets out to do, but I didn't enjoy it. I mean, I've, you know, I could enjoy it for its art or whatever, but I, so if people were looking for this particular movie, it would be very easy to recommend, but if people were looking for a good time. uh, This is not a good time, guys. Not a Friday night party. I think like three Three, sure. Three, I think, just to kind of... Ariel? Um, yes, I was also going to give it a three, simply because I think it is important that we know what happened. Um, but no, not for a good time. <laughs> I am also going to give it a three. Um, it's an important story, but I feel the, the three-part structure doesn't quite work and... Um, it, it gets a little bit muddy in the middle and it loses a little bit of its impact because of that. Yeah. Uh, I'm going a bit higher than you guys, 3.25, I reckon. Um, Specific. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, like I said, I was in Norway at the time, but I just, I, this is the first time I'd seen how it played out and the impact of it was like a lot stronger. So I would recommend it to people. And if you're a fan of Paul Greengrass, so you're a fan of like real reenactment I don't want to say re- dramatization or something um, this is probably one of the toughest ones uh, to watch Captain Phillips was like a different kind of film no one really died out as a result of it The Born Identity is not a real film it's <laughs> poor green grass um, United 93 yeah is, I'm not seeing that is that, is that um, it's, it's yeah it's it's like the opening but for the whole film yeah. oh, oh that yeah. sounds horrendous yeah. wow I'm going to give a hard pass to that <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I really appreciate it and I, I, I have recommended it to people because um, I know there's people who like that kind of hard-hitting film. So, a bit higher than you guys but like I said, like you say, Helen, I don't think it quite sticks to London and it is a bit overly long and it would have been nice if it was tied I definitely up in wanted a, in a it neat to be little over. bow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, repeat viewing score. Sophie. So this is one no and five is like, yeah, I want to watch it all the time. So it's like your the film you've watched the most ever, you can happily put it on, that's like your five. And this will be like, yeah, no is one. Or zero, you can put zero. 
I won. I think won. What? Just, I, I, w- I know that feels a bit cliche, but I I think when you've watched it once, you've, that, you don't need to see it again. No. I'm going to go with zero. I know you haven't <laughs> even asked me yet, but I'm not going to watch that again. No. <laughs> <laughs> Helen? I'm, I'm going to go... I'm going to give it a, a point, one point, but I mean, I'm unlikely to, but I may give the other one a, a watch. Um, uh, Utoya? Yeah, yeah, just as kind of a, a, a comparison. Yeah, or a, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, this is, I've seen it twice now because I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, what, did, you get, did you get anything more the second time around or was it a different experience? It was, a different or was it just experience, as... I didn't understand at the start. I found it confusing the relationship between Vili and his brother. I didn't realize they were brothers at first. I just thought they were all kids on the on the camp. So trying to build up into that and with the, with the parents at the start, I took more from that. Uh, with Brevik, not much more from that. Apart still from still evil, still evil. Yeah. yeah, that didn't change. But the I think the relationship with the lawyer and also there's there's bits with the lawyer which I picked more about with like the lawyer being threatened and the, um, his kids being taken out of the school because. Oh. The public, like knowing that they were, he was representing Breivik, and that hit me a bit more the next time. Second okay, time round, well, it was just the impact that everything had on a very, very small community. Mm. Mm. I mean, things like that, it just like rippled out, and is probably still really felt with everyone now. Small screen score. Sorry, this is Sophie. Uh, small screen score. So. Um, <laughs> If it has a high small, if it has a low small screen score, it's like something you'd wish they'd seen in the cinema. Like, oh, so if it's like a, f- if it's like Jurassic Park, like you, you want to see Jurassic, Jurassic Park in Fox, the cinema. Yeah, it's, it's always a cinema. That's, that's that's like a low small screen score. But if you think it works well on at home or on your laptop, then that's that's fine. Oh, it depends what you want because part of me would, I think if I'd seen it on a big screen, it's harder to look away from and mm. it would have hurt more, I think. Sure. Where when it's on my computer screen, I can kind of... Oh, you pause you it. Know, yeah, yeah I like pause it and kind of get away from it. But I don't know what's best because I kind of would, would want... I would probably want to show it to people on a big screen to go, look at this. But then I wouldn't be there myself. Um, <laughs> so I think I give that a three. I think there's there's uh, pros and cons of both yeah, um, situations. And sometimes we talk about the shared experience typically with like musicals or comedy or horror where it's nice to be in a cinema with other people going through the same thing as you. Um, that can kind of come into watching it mm. alone versus hundreds of people. I don't know. Emil? Um, I'm going to give it a four. I watched it on my phone <laughs> and it worked. I could look away. I could but pause it. Phone on the way break. to Brighton. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> in a little Ikea stand. It worked really well, actually. It's good. <laughs> Helen? I've just got visions of you just watching this on the train. I'm just like, like, oh my God. I've seen, so I've seen like full on like people getting decapitated and nudity on people on the tube and stuff. You just think, what are you doing? <laughs> Do you think people can't see you because you're a bit, sometimes like this. I can, I can see what you're watching. Um, were you embarrassed or like? <laughs> no, I mean, my, my screen was facing like a wall behind me. Sure. But, I was with someone on the way to Brighton and they just kept staring at me reacting. Um, they're like, what are you watching? I was like, this 22nd July thing about like kids being murdered. They're like, oh God. Um, so that, yeah, it was, it was a bit awks. Wouldn't recommend it on a train, but I did try to watch it the night before in my bed at like 1am and I was like, no. <laughs> I saw like the first, yeah, I was like, no, I'm going to wait until tomorrow, I think, in the daylight. 
Helen. I'm also going to give it a four. Um, I think it's interesting because this came directly to Netflix, did it? So I think it's really, really interesting that someone of kind of like Paul Greengrass's statue has decided that he's going to release his next major release on Netflix. And I kind of like that because it means everyone can watch it there and then. Um, And I think it's a really interesting thing. Did it go to the cinema at all? Was there some um, like special there might have been, but... minimal screenings? But I still think maybe it should have had that as well because it's obviously filmed for the cinema. You know, he's filmed it for a big screen and it's made as a, a big film. So I think there should have been kind of that platform. And But I, I just think it's really interesting and it is on Netflix and it's an important story to watch so far, if that makes sense. I'm going to go for a four as well. I think, yeah, it's good. Um, I don't think it's that cinematic, so I don't think it needed to be... There's no benefit of projecting it on a big screen apart from maybe the impact of, like, shit um, all the time. <laughs> but, yeah, I think it looked good. I'm not sure if it was made for Netflix or if he then thought, I need to get as many people seeing this as possible. Um, but it was, yeah, I think four is good. So engagement score... Do you want an explanation of this, Sophie? Mm, yes, please. So, if you like, put the film on and were riveted to the core, didn't even think about putting on, like, mm. checking your phone, your Twitter or IMDb or texting Imriel, then there would be like a, <laughs> a high engagement score of five. Um, if it's low engagement score, where you literally can be like doing the ironing, doing your accounting, doing your taxes, your painting your nails, yeah, then that's a that's oh, wow. a low, more screen score. No, I think we're at. 1.7. Oh, really? Not that engaged? No, I think... I feel like I could very easily look away and not really miss anything. And I don't know if that's because I knew what happened. Yeah. Or if it was just because I wanted to look away. It was so easy to... Like, I can... If I wasn't doing this, I would have turned it off. Sure. Just because it was <laughs> dark and I didn't feel like I needed it. So... But that mean maybe I did miss some things, but I think it's, it was easy to not... I wasn't caught up in it. I could easily text Imriel. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I, I picked one. Um, I paused it several times. I walked away several times. If I was not doing this podcast, I would not have finished this film. <laughs> I absolutely would not have finished it. I was like, this is dark. It's very dark. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I felt like, because I, maybe it's because I genuinely did not know that it was like a real thing. Like yeah. it really did escape me. Um, At what point did you find out it was a real story? I think when I Googled it and I was like, oh, <laughs> I should really like find out what happened. Um, but but like, now I've seen the film. I know it's... <laughs> yeah, now I know. Um yeah, no, I was pausing it at many intervals and running off to Twitter and yeah. responding to the tweet about reviews and just reading other people's thoughts and Wikipedia. So, yeah. Helen? I, you must have just had a completely different experience of watching it that we did. I can't imagine watching it and not knowing that it didn't really happen. You'd be like, what is this film? Yeah, yeah. This film's really weird. Like, <laughs> it's, as soon as I started shooting crazy. the kids, I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Then I like, Googled it and I was like, oh, oh, this was a thing. Okay, yeah. Um, so, I mean, engagement is coming down to the three parts. So for the first, what is it, 45 minutes? Yeah. Like 100% engagement, like really, really, really engaged. And then 
it, I, it drags. It's two hours and 23 minutes. That's a long, long film saying that the basically an hour and a half is court cases, um, which is not very rewarding. Rehabilitation. It is a little bit, but... Even that was a bit long. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was a bit long. And it, Sorry, I think, Billy. Glad <laughs> <laughs> you better. <laughs> I thought it was a shame that they only chose to focus on one person for the for the survivor because there wasn't just one survivor there was loads of survivors and all i felt that maybe all of their stories deserved to be heard not just kind of one person so i kind of lost a little bit of interest so i think overall maybe 3.5 sure um yeah i was talked all the way through um but I, i agree with you i think the lady the girl who was a refugee almost felt like an afterthought mm. um like for someone to for someone for Billy to talk to and she lost her sister mm. in in that and she didn't get a bigger part in the film so even if she it was her role has expanded that would have been a, a lot better i think and now you're saying Sophie about the 11 year old girl who took to the stand fucking hell like this i don't think we could have had all the stories in there and make it a cohesive film but i think there's definitely there was scope to tell more of what people saw um, yeah. and get their opinions on it and get their fight back. And that would have maybe given us like, yes, back at you, Anders. Um, but generally, I didn't film, certainly the first time I was engaged all the way through. And that gives us an overall score of 2.53. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Someone had to react. <laughs> the very yeah, middle of the road that. score there. <laughs> I, mean, I think overall, I would have said it it's kind of comes in around a three. I mean, it's... It is a really, really, really important story that needs to be told, but it's just not quite been handled in the way that makes it a coherent and structured film that kind of tells all of the people involved their story. Well, it's the repeat viewing score that's that's taken it down massively. So yeah. on my piece of paper, I did put one and not zero, but... You you it. No, no, but it's fine. I mean, generally documentaries, for example, they score low on repeat viewing score for us. Um, but I don't think this needs, needs to be ratified to a three. I think that's that's where it kind of stands. Um, we're not going to watch it again. Are you well, sure? You've watched it twice, yeah. so yeah. I don't think you need to watch it again. You've done more for the cause. I've, I've done more for the cause. Um, <laughs> so we did have a tweet. So we go out to people when whenever we are about to record, we go out to people and say, hey, we're recording 22 July, in this case, with Imre Morgan and Sophie Hagen. Um, have you seen it? Tell us your thoughts for an on-air shout-out on Flixwatcher with a short review and a five-star rating. And we had one response, which came in a couple of days ago. Um, Sophie, do you want to read that response? Yes, it is from at Tub Film Tip. Uh, survivors of Mon- <laughs> you chose one with the second language thing. <laughs> yeah, didn't you? sorry. <laughs> survivors of mon- mon- how do you say that? Monstro- monstrously, monstrously horrifying terrorist attacks seek impetus, impetus <laughs> to rebuild broken lives and speak for their murdered friends. Slow burning character study. Hashtag twenty two July. Abrasive and emotively arresting opening. Somewhat. M- Mad. Thank mired. you. Mired. Oh, is it you mired. You disagreed yeah. on that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to say mired, mired by. <laughs> Uh, mired by overlong second act, two point five stars. Yeah, Ooh. what we Spot on. absolutely Spot on agreed with us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, thank you very much, Top Film Tip, for your tweets. And this one is it's a recent film, and we tend to get Less, big response yeah. for like films that have been out for ages, and people have mm. a really strong opinion about it. Mm. So to have one response is good. Um, cool, guys. Thank you so much for your time. Can you tell everyone who's listening where they can find you 
online. Sure. Yeah. You, I'm usually online at Amy Morgan on Twitter um, and at Wannabe Podcast on Instagram because I like Instagram. So follow me there. Yeah. Uh, I'm Sophie Hagen, S O F I E H A G E N on um, on Twitter and Sophie Hagen DK for Denmark, not Dick, on Instagram. <laughs> people think. And uh, Sophie Hagen on Facebook as well and SophieHagen.com for everything else. Fantastic. Great. Thanks for coming on. Cheers. Thanks for having Thanks. us. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. As always, you can find us on iTunes. Do subscribe and leave us a nice review if you feel like it. You can find us on Twitter at FlixWatcherPod and the website is FlixWatcher.tv. Thanks, as always, to the mighty people for their mighty, mighty tunes. And thanks to Brendan Russell for his awesome editing skills. <laughs>